The Fake Show Podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, the Tone Factory Recording Studios in Las Vegas, the Craft House Brewery, Moonshot.com, Mr. Antenna, and Banger Brewing in downtown Las Vegas. It's The Fake Show with Jim Tofty. Well, actor and comedian Joel McHale is a very busy guy right now. He's hosting a game show, a comedy special, and playing a superhero. You may have seen him first when he was the host of Soup and then starred on the sitcom Community. His new comedy special is titled Live from Pyongyang. Got him on the line right now in Los Angeles. How are you, buddy? I am well. How are you? Very good, thank you. And uh, your first ever stand-up special, the title is hilarious. Thank you very much. God bless. You've done quite a bit of stand-up. Did you think, hey, you know, I think I finally have this down, narrowed down the material. Let's let's tape one of these babies. Yeah, I, I wanted to make sure it wasn't awful. That was usually my goal almost with everything in life. <laughs> uh, I wanted to make sure that it wasn't, uh, I, yeah, I, I have done, I've done it for a lot of years, but I wasn't, I just didn't feel I could have had, I had a lot. It sounds like such a, a jerky answer, but, uh, I really just, I, I was doing so many other things. That I really wanted to focus on it and hone that thing in. And, uh, so that's, that's just my time. Uh, and here we are it really took my time. Yeah. You know what? I've, I've talked to many comedians over the years, whether it's Robert Klein or Richard Lewis, and they there are varying degrees of how long it, it takes them to get to the point where they're comfortable enough to film it. Yeah. Uh, I think some guys, you know, they can put out a new special every year and they are machines. And uh, I guess that would be, I, I guess I'll do that. I mean, perhaps I could do that, but I would really have to get out there a lot. Uh, but yeah, some guys, I, I would rather hone a joke for a long time and then and then put it on tape so I don't embarrass my grandchildren. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering who your comedy idols are because I see a little bit of Steve Martin and, and by the way, one of my favorites, Bill Hicks, in your style. Oh, God bless you. That is, uh, boy, I will definitely fall short of those uh, people, but yeah. uh, I'm definitely a fan of both of those uh, guys uh, and I, 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 I think Richard Pryor and A. Murphy were also two of my absolute favorites. Yeah. And uh, this is very du- slightly dubious, but I, I wore out my Bill Cosby records uh, as a kid. And obviously, um, <laughs> uh, that guy, <laughs> uh, wow, what a guy. And uh, so, yeah, so the, yeah, I would, I, I listen to a ton of stand up. I like I, I, Robin Williams is also another one that I love. Loved it, and uh, so yeah, I would listen to those guys and go, "How the heck do they do this?" And then you realize, uh, as I started doing it, that they, you know, you have to go out every night doing it, and uh, and they just happen to be, you know, some of the absolute geniuses of all time. How was it that you did start doing stand up, uh, and what did you have going on at the same time? Well, I started the soup back in two thousand and four, uh, before you were born. All right. Yeah. Uh, it was a while ago, and I, uh, I, one of my agents said, you really need to go out there. I had done a little bit of it and dabbled in, but you need to get out there because it's going to be this whole other audience that you can get and uh, and a, a revenue uh, streaming, uh, an income uh, stream. And I went, I'll, so I, I started going out with my friends a lot, and that's kind of how it developed, and it finally 
you know, I started headlining, and, and so I kind of backed into it differently than, than most comics. Uh, uh, so that, and so now that I've done it, I don't know, 10,000 times since then, I, I feel slightly more confident. It's interesting, too, because with you having a hit series with Community, there was already that built-in audience of people who really loved what you did, and as opposed to a comedian who they're not familiar with, and, and you better prove yourself, buddy. Yeah, I had that. I, I so yeah, I backed into it and, and didn't do the, I didn't do, you know, I did a few bars, you know, before I was ever on TV. I would go to, often to a couple of different bars and try it out. And you, boy, you never know what you, you were going to, you better be ready. And so, yeah. yeah, I had this audience where I could scream a couple of different things from the show. That has obviously changed quite a bit. There's none of that in, in the, in the special, but, uh, I feel like it's, I'm, I will say that I'm a hundred times better comic than I was in 2004. To say that I was pleasantly surprised when you showed up on Sons of Anarchy would be an understatement. How was that experience for you? Oh, it was great. I really, I'm a fan of the show, and they asked if I would be on it, and I, uh, I did a Lucy sketch with my cell phone saying yes, and uh, <laughs> I got to meet a couple episodes, so... Yeah, that's something that, you know, that show uh, was huge. And uh, that I, you didn't even realize that but it was kind of the before The Walking Dead, which obviously has Legion. So it had the same sort of uh, devotion and size of audience that it, it's amazing how many times people like I was in this Adam Sandler movie called Blended, which I didn't have a very big part, but people walk up and go, oh, yeah, Blended and then Sons of Anarchy and. Yeah. Of all the things I've done, they're kind of small parts, but boy, the uh, the way that that culturally penetrated so the country is crazy. Yeah, I had talked to Malcolm Jamal Warner about that because he was on there for a few episodes, and he said the same thing. He just loved the show, and the experience was great. The guys were fantastic to work with. Yeah, they had it down. It was a well-oiled machine. Uh, when you've got when people work together that long everybody knows what they're doing and yeah it was a sight to behold you are among a new wave of game show hosts you are hosting card sharks you look like you're having a great time but to me it just seems like it would be kind of a daunting experience at least in the beginning uh well that's you have to do a lot of practice shows uh where right in a conference room with uh with fold-out tables and the employees of the production company, and you play the game over and over again, and they, and that's to determine whether you can. Whether, well, I didn't. I you really have to know the rules. There's that's the one thing which uh, every single show has these rules. You kind of take them for granted, but then when you're the one kind of having to say them, you you have to really remember them. And then you know the, the show is simple in it that it's turning over cards but it is not simple in that you have to decide whether uh, that next car if you if you get it wrong then you lose quarter of a million dollars so right all of a sudden the uh the stakes are through the roof wouldn't it have been terrible if the production company said well i don't think this is gonna work out yeah i don't know what they would have done <laughs> yeah they could have they could have done a thing where they're like, now if you just go through this one door right here, we'll put you in your, your intro <laughs> host suit. And then it was just, you know, uh, it was just the exit door. It was just onto an alley. <laughs>
the door clicked locked behind you, and that would be bad. For fans of uh, DC Comics, you're also going to be portraying the character Starman, which is a character that uh, started quite a few decades ago. How cool is this? I was, again, when I got the call to play a, when I would learn I get to play a superhero and get one of those superhero suits, I got very excited because it was like a boyhood dream. Um, so for those of you listening that don't know what Starman is, the series is called Stargirl, and it's about this young superhero, and I play Starman, who uh, she gets her powers from. And uh, I know right now some of the older people are going, what is he talking about? But uh, <laughs> yeah, it, comes out on the, it comes out on the DC streaming platform, which uh, has Doom Patrol and a few other series that have done really well. So hopefully Stargirl will also... Uh, do well. Uh, we'll see. But it was, it was, it can, I'm about to go back and shoot some more because it is so much fun. And I, yeah, I can't believe I get to play a superhero. That's great. Joel McHale's special live from Pyongyang, now available on the Comedy Dynamics Network through iTunes, Amazon Prime, and, and much more. Joel, always great talking to you. Good luck with everything. Thank you. I will need it. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, thanks for the thoughtful question. All right, buddy. Thank you. And by the way, if anyone is wondering, he filmed his comedy special in San Jose, which is even weirder than Pyongyang in many ways. And that one is for all the Vegas Golden Knights fans. That does it for this episode of The Fake Show. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show on SoundCloud and get alerts when there are new episodes.